Praise the Lord. Well, amen. I want to go ahead and get into the Word of God tonight. Amen. Looking forward to what God has to, for us and uh, looking forward to what God is doing in our midst. Amen. If you look around, amen, seeing what God is doing, you know, um, there may not be some people that are here. You think, well, you know, they prayed through. Shouldn't they, you know, shouldn't they be towing the line already? And man, they missed already. <laughs> Amen. You know what? Establishing souls, I believe, just it's a it's a process, and let's just continue to pray for those that have come in and received the Holy Ghost, and continue to um, work with them. Amen. And care for them. Amen. I believe, uh, Brother Baglin, I believe it it was that I heard him uh, preach uh, on a uh, on a CD or something from Admit, and he was talking about he built he's built a bunch of churches and and. Uh, started a lot of churches but he just said you know it's flat out hard work amen it's just flat out work amen trying to win souls and to 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 build a church and so we have had a promise from god amen of revival amen he had a promise from god confirmed numerous times in this church amen and there's been confirmation in the spirit amen words from god have come forth Amen. There is revival in the land. Amen. There is revival. The land. God has given us the land. Amen. The promise is ours. Amen. Hallelujah. God's already done it. God has already given it. Amen. Amen. But you know what? Children of Israel, there were 12 spies that were sent out to spy out the land. God already gave. If you read, God gave them or had given them the land. Moses said, go check it out and see what it looks like. He didn't say, go see if we could take it or not. He said, go spy it out. Go see what's there. God had already given them the land. Amen. But there were giants in the land, and they were big and bad, and they said, you know what? We just look like grasshoppers to them and to ourselves. We look like grasshoppers. And, uh, you know, the promises of God doesn't mean it's going to be a bed of roses. And uh, I think, you know what? We have a lot of work ahead of us. Amen. We have a lot of work ahead of us. Amen. There's still giants in the land. There's still uh, battles to be fought. Amen. But you know what? Don't be afraid. Don't let it be as though we're grasshoppers in those in, in our own eyes. Amen. Because the promises, God said, I've given you the land. He gave the promise to Abraham. Amen. God said, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. And throughout the generations, God said, that's yours. Amen. When it comes time to cross in, amen, uh, there was... A group of people have said, you know what, it, uh, you know, this is good. Look at the fruit that we bear on our shoulders, and it's delicious, and it's great, but, man, it's just not worth, amen, what it's going to take to go on in. I don't think we can do it, amen. And God was said, you know what, uh, well, then you're not going to go in, amen. And his promise was true, amen. And there were some folks, amen, that decided they were going, and uh, Joshua and Caleb said, we can do it. We're well able. Amen. I want to have that attitude tonight. I'm well able. Amen. I'm, I, I'm, it's going to be worth the effort. It's going to be worth the work. Amen. It's going to be worth uh, my time. It's going to be worth all the, all the energy that I need to put into it. Amen. Because God, I believe, has fulfilled his part of the deal. I believe God's already done his part. Revival's here. We're sitting on revival. We're sitting in the midst of revival right now. Amen. And God is just expecting and waiting for us to do the work. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so uh, I'm just excited 
about what God's doing, and I'm excited about the work of God and what God has uh, for us. Amen. Amen. Do you want to you want to work for the Lord? Amen. Amen. I want to work for God. I want to do something for God. Amen. I want to do my part. Amen. I want to do my part. Amen. If you have your Bibles, um, Acts chapter two. Amen. Beginning in verse number thirty-eight. Fairly familiar passage of Scripture. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 to 41. Verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. They that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Are you ready for revival? Amen. Amen. Who wants 3,000 souls? Amen. Is it possible in Olathe of 120,000, amen, that we would receive uh, 3,000, amen, in, in one, one sermon? Is it possible? Do we believe it? Amen. That's a big number. That's a lot of people. Amen. Amen. If you believe that that 3,000 souls is possible today, why don't you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands and say, God, I claim and I believe you're going to have a great revival in this city. Amen. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, I believe your word today. Lord, I believe your promises today, God. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord, for what you're going to do, amen, in this city, what you have promised in this city. Hallelujah. You have given us this city, oh God. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would receive, amen, amen, the revival that you have called forth and spoken, amen, into this city. Jesus, we love you right now, God. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's praise the Lord tonight. Amen. And magnify him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. If you preach with me, you can sit down. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I got a lot of supporters tonight. Amen. So 3,000 souls... I know a lot of folks said amen, but if we ever really, uh, sometimes I think about that. Just to be honest, to be human, 3,000 souls seems like a lot of people. Amen? You preach one message, Brother Jared. 3,000 people get the Holy Ghost. I think you'd be on the revival circuit, the evangelistic feel at that point. That would probably launch a, a ministry, amen, uh, beyond... Uh, you know, what you could ever comprehend. 3,000 soul revival. Amen. And I'm going to uh, submit tonight. I think there's a, there's a reason. I know that the Holy Ghost gave them power. Peter, amen, the power to preach. Amen. And the Holy Ghost. But you know what? I don't believe that the Holy Ghost was more powerful then, amen, than it is today. I don't think that Peter had a, uh, a unique Holy Ghost, a, a different spirit or a more powerful spirit. I believe the Holy Ghost is the same. Amen. When I got the Holy Ghost, I believe I got the same Holy Ghost that Peter uh, had received on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And the same Holy Ghost that you received on the day of Pentecost. 
Amen. And so I don't, I don't believe that back then, well, you know what, they had more of the power. And, and I don't believe that. I believe the same, God is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. So the power is the same. Hallelujah. The power of God, amen, that, uh, uh, that the compelled 3,000 people to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is just the same power as we have today. Amen. And so tonight, I want to encourage us. Amen. I, I, I just believe that uh, we're, we have been embarking on the really answer. Amen. The real answer. Amen. To revival in this city. To seeing the revival in the city. And I kind of alluded to it somewhat the other, uh, uh, sad, the other Saturday. Uh, uh, it felt like God had laid something on my heart. And so uh, this kind of comes as part of that. So those of you are, that were here, I kind of shared that with you. But it's, gonna, it's, it's a little bit more, amen, than what I spoke about. Amen. So the power of God, amen, is, is the same as Peter had. Amen. And so we began to look. I began to, uh, as, as God's just doing something. If we look back over the past uh, few weeks, we went out. When Brother Fleming came and we, we handed out church cards and flyers and such, well, the very next Sunday, the next day, we had a family here, and then there was another, believe another lady that was here. Amen. And then last Saturday, uh, we, had, uh, we went out, or we made phone calls. Amen. And uh, we talked to folks, and I believe one of the people uh, that Brother Jared had called left a voicemail. We began to water the seeds that were planted, just doing a work for God, working for God, and uh, calling, leaving a voicemail. Does that one of that, that man uh, that he had spoken with was, uh, was his Matt? Is that his name? Right? Matt? He came Sunday and uh, got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. Amen. I believe we're seeing uh, just the beginning, the first fruits of what we... Uh, of what the difference was, amen, then, then uh, between now and then. Because in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, uh, we see that Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, facing a crowd of souls that were lost, amen, souls that had uh, needed salvation, needed the Holy Ghost, just like we're faced with today, every day, amen. There, there, there's people we come across every day, amen, that need the Holy Ghost. Amen. They need the power of God. They need a renewing. They need, they need a new birth experience. Amen. But I think the, the answer, amen, and as God is just seems as though he's beginning to, to reveal to me, uh, you know, I was raised in church, and this is something that, you know, uh, ashamedly I admit, you know, I haven't really grasped the fullness of the concept, amen, as simple and as easy as it, as it is. Amen. But as we read, the difference, I believe, is in the first three, amen, words of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. It says, then Peter said, amen. Something was different is because, hey, he had the same Holy Ghost. He had the same power. He had the same anointing. He had the same God that we have. Amen. But Peter made up his mind. He, he before Jesus was, he was taken, hey, who are you? He didn't want to admit who he was. He didn't want to talk about who he was. He didn't want, oh, I didn't want, mm, I just, leave me alone. If you remember, he denied Jesus three times. He denied saying that he was associated with Jesus three times. But now we see something different in Peter. Amen. We see, I believe, is the key to revival. 
amen, in the city, in your, in your world, and in your life, amen. Because then Peter, he said, amen, he began to speak, amen. He began to open his mouth and begin to declare the gospel, amen, according to what he had received. It wasn't a new spirit in him. It wasn't more power, amen. Peter said, hey, I've got to tell somebody. I've got to tell you how to be saved. I've got to let you know. I've got to tell you I'm not ashamed of what I believe. I've got to tell you, you've got to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then Peter said, hallelujah, I believe, amen, the title of this message tonight, if I uh, were to place a title on it, it would be Advertising the Apostolic Message. Amen. If we could get into the business, amen, of advertising this message everywhere that we went, I believe that we would see the revival and greater revival than they ever saw in the book of Acts. If we would just say, if, if then Andrew would, say, would speak, if Andrew would say, if Andrew would tell somebody, if I would tell somebody, I'm telling you, if you would tell somebody and I would tell somebody, amen, God would fill souls with the Holy Ghost. All it's got to take is you and to be willing to speak hallelujah hallelujah we've got to be willing to speak and talk to about to people about the message about the gospel oh hallelujah amen because Peter said to them he wasn't afraid anymore he wasn't he said you know what you need this you need this message in verse 40 it says uh, with many words he testified, saying, Hey, you got to save yourself. You got to do something. Amen. We got to advertise the message. We've got to advertise to somebody, to everybody. We've got to, it's got to be on our mind. We've got to be hungry and desirous. It's a work. Hey, hey, looks like giants. Oh, there's no way we'll ever tackle that, uh, that situation. There's no way we'll ever, we'll ever uh, be able to, to go and knock enough doors. And there's no way we'll be able to reach everybody in the city. Amen. But it's an attitude that says God's already given us the city. God's already given us the souls. God's already doing the work amen all we got to do is put in the effort amen and tell somebody amen we got to go tell hey you need the holy ghost hey god can help you hey i know an answer that you need hey have you ever been to this church hey would you like to come with me to my church hey could i give you a bible study we've got to be willing to speak oh hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah amen we got to get out of our comfort zone Hallelujah, because in verse 41 it says, Then they that gladly received his word. Amen. You know what? I believe we, there's a lie, amen, that we have gotten ourselves convinced of. You know what? If we just maintain a good attitude and we look, we dress right, people will notice us and our, we'll just notice us in our dealings. But that's not anywhere in the Bible. That if you just look the part and, you, and you're, it's good to be dressed holy. It's good to behave in, in, in a modest way. Amen? That, that's our, our, we ought to have a holy conversation, the Bible says. Everything about our lifestyle ought to be holy. Amen. But that's not what we see the results in the Bible. That's not how souls were saved. 3,000 souls weren't saved because Peter, amen, was dressed modest, clean shaven. Amen. It's because Peter said, hey, you know what you need? There's a really good church that I go to. Would you like to come? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, maybe, maybe some don't like the message tonight, but that's, I believe it's that simple. 
It's this simple, amen. The promise, we can speak about the promise God, he's given us souls, given us souls all day long, amen. But I think until we begin to speak and begin to ask and begin to knock and begin to go, amen, and find somebody and tell somebody, amen. You know what? Everybody's not going to want this. I get that. Hallelujah. Amen. But we, every, everyone that day didn't receive it either. Only 3,000 did, but you know what? There was a lot that didn't. Amen. But Peter said, I've got to tell somebody. I, I, I've got to speak to somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we willing to put forth that kind of effort and that kind of work? Amen. You know what? And it's more, and it goes beyond just, hey, I did outreach Saturday. Amen. I believe, I believe this revival, what God has in store, is going to take a lot more work than a Saturday outreach. It's going to take a lifestyle outreach. It's going to be going into a store with a purpose. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to ask somebody to church. I'm going to talk to somebody about God. I'm going to look for somebody that's hungry. Amen. It's got to be more. I'm telling come on, church. We've got to have more of a hunger. Amen. Day to day. Every, I'm, I'm included. I'm including myself. God, convict me. Help me remember every day. Help me everywhere that I I go amen remember I got to speak it out I've got to tell somebody I've got to find somebody to tell it's more than a Saturday outreach amen you got to make connections with people we've got to I've got to Acts chapter 3 amen and we begin in verse number 4 amen it says and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said we're talking about the man at the gate called beautiful Peter and John they're going into the house of the Lord they're going to pray amen amen but you know what he realized you know what that man's not going to be healed he's not going to get his life changed until something happens I've got to change I've got to approach this situation a little bit different amen I want the results of Peter amen I want the Acts uh, chapter 2 I want the Acts experience of revival amen but there's only really one thing that changed amen in Peter's life uh, hallelujah he got the Holy Ghost and he began telling people about the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tonight I submit we've got the Holy Ghost. The only thing we have left to change is start telling people about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because when Peter walked into the gate, amen, his eyes fastened upon this man. He said, look. He said, hey. He spoke. He said, look at me. When he spoke, I'm sure he got the attention. He said, hey, no one ever talks to me. No one ever speaks. Jesus usually walked by and drop in a few pennies and some change or some whatever they had. But something was different about today. So you, you spoke to me and his eyes fastened. Amen. You know, sometimes speaking a kind word, amen, will get people's attention. Speaking a word in, in the midst of a rushed, busy day, somebody, it, 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 as they're passing by, saying, hey, how's it going today? They'll just kind of, I've seen it happen. They'll be like, oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? There's a moment in time. Who knows what that moment could mean? Who knows what that opportunity could mean? Amen. And that's what Peter had done at this very moment. He chose this day to speak to the man. Hallelujah. That's all he did. He chose to speak to him. And he said, look upon us. And this man, he's, in verse 5, says, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He expected the same old, same old. Uh, oh, just give me a few more pennies. That way I can feed myself. He was expecting the same old, same old. Amen. Why don't we throw this city for a loop? Amen. Why don't you throw somebody for a loop this week? Amen. And, and why don't you just speak to them and, and, and talk to them? Amen. You don't have to say, you need the Holy Ghost or you're going to hell. I'm not saying that. Amen. 
But if we can speak to them, amen, begin opening conversation and talking to somebody and saying, hey, uh, how's it going? With somebody you maybe have never talked to before, take the time, make the effort, amen. That's what it's going to take, amen. Something just a little out of the ordinary is being friendly, talking to somebody. That's what Peter did every day, the same man. How many times had he passed by the same man? But today he spoke to him. Oh, so how, thank God that he did. This man was forever changed because one apostolic man, one apostolic saint decided to say, Hey, how are you today? Hallelujah. How many people, how many souls would God begin to, to bring into this house just simply because we said, Hey, how are you? Speak. We've just got to speak, amen, to somebody. I believe speaking is the key to the whole. Uh, the, to, to, it's not. It's not a. We look for a magic pill. I always. We always wonder what. Oh, we pray until you're blue in the face. God send revival and all this stuff. We've got all the promises. God. He's saying, "I've given you the promise. Now go take it." Amen. The only way we're going to take it is going to go speak it out. Amen. And so, verse th- six. This man's expect verse five, he's expecting to receive something of Peter. And he did. He received a message from Peter in verse six. Then Peter said, <laughs> Amen. Sounds familiar. Amen. Sounds very familiar. Amen. The last time Peter said, three thousand souls received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Different Holy Ghost than you and I? Nope. But this time Peter got to the gate and said, You know what? I'm going to take some time for this man right here. Hey, you know what? I don't have any money. I I don't have any money to give you, but what I do have, you can have some of it. It's for you too. Uh, It's going to be better than money. It's going to be better than gold. Uh, Come here, bud. Come here. Come on. I got something better. Come here. And he stood up and and he was healed instantly for one reason, because Peter decided to speak. Oh, hallelujah. Peter decided to engage this man that one day then Peter said one key difference he spoke he asked he witnessed amen he told this man hey there's something different out there he made an experience with that man that that man had never experienced amen that man had, he was thrown off by somebody even talking to him amen is there anybody in your world amen that's just Maybe you see or maybe somebody you wouldn't expect to talk to or you wouldn't find yourself talking to just because I don't don't know we don't have a lot in common. Amen. What could be the outcome of their life? You don't know the situation that they might be in. But you know what? If you make up in your mind in the morning time when you go into work or when you're at the gas station, how many gas station attendants, amen, have we talked to? Amen. Have Have we witnessed to? Have we just simply said, hey, how are you today? I'd like to invite you to church. Maybe we've talked to all of them. I'm not saying you haven't, but I'm saying, amen, I believe if we would would all as a church, as a body, begin to step out and say, hey, would you like to come to church? Hey, we're a praying church. Is there anything I could pray for you about? Because as soon as Peter said, amen, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, 
give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Do we want souls, amen, to come into the house of God? When are our souls going to come in? God, where are they at? God, where's all the revival? Amen. Maybe I could speak to somebody and say, come with me and rise up and walk. Get out of that sin that you're in. Get out of that circumstance. Amen. Come walking in the door with me. Amen. Let them receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want the house full. Amen. Amen. The revival of 2014 is going to come when the church learns to speak. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. we, we We have got to open our mouth. Hallelujah. We've got to open our mouths. No matter what, I'm not saying every person you talk to is going to jump up. Amen. Every, amen. Every crippled person. <laughs> I'm not saying go to everyone in a wheelchair. Hey. <laughs> what I'm saying is we need to be more aware. Amen. And we need to be willing to talk to everyone we can talk to. Amen. We need to be willing to speak to that person, to those people. Amen. And the thing that, that, that kept Peter back originally was he was afraid. He was afraid it was going to happen to him. He was afraid. He was fearful. Amen. But once Peter received the gift of the Holy Ghost, he got something came over him. And he lost the fear. And he said, you know what? I'm going to start telling people what they got to do. Amen. And we read in Luke, amen, the man that had a wedding feast. It was starting. My brother Fleming talked about this as well. We've heard it many times. He said, go, go bid them come which means to bid them, means go talk to them, go compel them to, 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 to holler loudly, to, to, to basically, like, come on, everybody come to the wedding feast. There's a feast that's prepared. Doing everything right. Doing everything you're supposed to do. Amen? You would think, hey, you, you, I'm asking people, I'm inviting people. Amen? But I said just a moment ago, not everyone, amen, not every sinner wants to be saved. Amen. The prodigal son had to find himself in a world of hurt before he decided to walk back into the, his father's house. Amen. But you know what? The master said, okay, go out and compel them to come in. And so he went out, and, and as those first made excuses, amen, uh, they went out. And, and those that did come, amen, were the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Amen. And then even that, the house wasn't full. And he said, okay, just go tell anyone, anybody that will come, come. They're welcome. Hallelujah. That's what we need to be telling folks. It doesn't matter your circumstance. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Amen. There's a lot of people who are going to tell you no. There's a lot of people, amen, you're going to knock on a door or you're going to talk to them. I talked to a lady just last night at, uh, at Hy-Vee over by my house. And, and uh, boy, you know, just try to strike up that conversation and try to, you know, well, it's cold, you know, and all that. Just kind of just to get in, foot in the door. And, uh, and so as we, we talked, you know, she you know, rang up what the items that we had. And, uh, of course, I had a, a card in my hand and just asked her, you know, if she'd ever been to, you know, if you've ever been to Pentecostal church. And, and you could just tell by looking her face, she was biting her tongue. She wanted to say something nasty. She just, like, she was not pleased with what I was, that I would even dare ask her. But she just smiled and said, thank you. But you know what? Not everybody's going to want to come to church. 
Not everybody's going to want, amen, the message. Not everybody's going to want it, amen. But you know what? We've got to keep telling people. We, oh, they don't want Okay, well, you know what? You've got to go back out and ask somebody that's hurting, somebody that's going through a divorce, somebody that's, that's got a sickness, a disease. Amen, they've tried all the doctors. Go out and find somebody. Somebody's going to answer your call. Somebody's going to respond. Somebody's going to come in. Amen, somebody's going to find their way here. Amen, the lame man at the gate, beautiful. He sure wanted the, uh, the gift that he received of healing, amen. But you know what? We're not the ones to be selective. Amen, we can't be selective. We just got to go and compel them. That's what the master said just goes tell everybody finally just get everybody that can everybody that will you tell everybody amen that can come amen I'm telling you revival is going to come souls are going to come when we just start telling everybody amen we used to start telling everybody amen not, not beating their door down slap them in the head with the bible but telling them asking them compelling them amen speaking to them hallelujah praise God Amen. You know, we're all consumers. Everyone is a consumer. We consume food, clothing, uh, technology. We just, we're consumers. And people out there, companies, businesses out there are producers. They produce a product, and we consume that product. Amen. And uh, you know what? There's a lot of money that companies spend in advertising. I mean a lot of money. A lot of money. Amen. In uh, last year alone, there were 36 companies. 36 companies in America, in the United States. 36 companies spent over a billion dollars each on advertising. Just advertising. All they were spending their money on, over a billion dollars, was to somehow put their product in front of the consumer. That's all that was, all that billion dollars and plus was doing was putting their product in front of you and me and the rest of the United States, the American population. Over uh, 36, 36 companies spent over a billion dollars in advertising. Uh, just, uh, I picked a few of those. Of course, uh, Apple was one. Uh, General Mills, Google, Microsoft, Kohl's. Did it work? <laughs> Did anybody go buy clothes at Kohl's or buy an Apple uh, product? Uh, J.C. Penney, McDonald's, uh, Target, Walmart. Does it work? It wouldn't spend over a billion dollars a year if it didn't work. Amen. That's not very good business practice if they spend over a billion dollars. Amen. Trying to sell you a 99 cent cheeseburger. Think about that. Over a billion dollars to try to sell us chicken McYuckies <laughs> and French, blech, French fries, right? You can buy a Happy Meal for what, two or three bucks? They're spending a, over a billion dollars, McDonald's is, to put pictures in front of you in every form and fashion. To put uh, commercials on the radio. They advertise on the television. They advertise on the internet. They advertise everywhere that people go. They're putting something up there to advertise. Come buy our gross cheeseburger. And we go, okay. I think I will. Right? We buy this stuff. We buy cheeseburgers and french fries. And we buy Apple iPhones. And we buy shoes and we buy 
clothes and we buy stuff because people tell us we need it by the advertisements they put in front of us. Amen. And you know what? These advertisements don't stop. They advertise all day, every day, every day of the year. Amen. And if, because they know if they were to cut back or to limit that advertisement, you know what? We need to save a little, little money uh, on advertising. We're trying to, need to cut back. Well, you know what? They know that they're going to lose revenue because the value that they spend on advertising, advertising, they get in the reward of revenue. Amen. Customers. Amen. Name recognition. Amen. It's important to them. Every dollar they spend, amen, is very calculated, amen, in the realm of advertising. Amen. Because they know and understand the importance, amen, of advertising every day. They don't turn it off. They don't, they don't pick a day of the week. They don't say, well, today's advertising day. Saturday's the day we put, a, we, we put the, that goofy guy out there with a sign and, and a hat on and make him look goofy, selling pizzas. You know why that guy stands there on the side selling $5 pizzas? You know why he does that? You know why there's a guy out there doing that? Because it works. It works. That stuff works. If that guy wasn't standing out there like going. With this sign, you wouldn't know the pizza place was just around the corner. You know what? When you drive by there, I've done it. I went, you know what? Let's just do that. That's quick. Let's just go get that. We're in a hurry. And you run in there and get three, two or three pizzas, 12 pizzas for my family. Because you know what? There's a guy on a goofy outfit on the corner all day long saying come buy our cardboard pizzas because advertising works five dollar pizzas worth a guy looking goofy on the corner what if you know what a lot of times we don't talk to somebody we don't witness to somebody because man I feel goofy I feel stupid man I feel the Holy Ghost talking about cardboard pizzas and french fries Seriously, though, that's why we don't do it a lot of times. It's because we feel, I just feel dumb. They don't want to hear that. I, I'm going to look stupid. Think $5 cardboard pizzas. How many pizzas are sold because a guy's down there saying, hey, come get our pizza. Come get our pizza. You know what? A lot of people drive on by. A lot of people drive on by. But there sure is enough, apparently enough people that say, okay, I think I will. Amen? How many Amen. Uh, we pass by every day say, hey, come to church. Come to church. People say, I ah, know. But how many of those are going to go, you know what? I think I will. Because someone says, hey, I'm, not, I'm willing to look goofy and say, would you like to come to church with me? You got anything we could pray for you about? We love you. All right. Okay. Now I'm, oh, I'm an idiot. I look so stupid. I look so dumb knocking a door. You know what? I was the, one of the least proponents of knocking doors. Honestly, brother, Fleming kind of slapped me silly. Because I, I mentioned to him, I said, you know what? I don't know if there's anybody in this church. I don't know. I mean, I know Sister Susie was one that was, a door was knocked. She came. Other than that, I don't know if there was a specific door we've knocked. It, correct me if I'm wrong. But besides hers that is in the church today, that we've actually knocked their door. Okay? But what I have learned and am learning and God's really working with me on is, you know what? We went out knocking doors that one day. 
Brother Fleming had preached that Thursday night before, you know what, give God something to work with. And so I said, you know what, okay, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to knock on these doors, and I'm not going to, whoever these people are, I don't even have to see their face. I'm just going to do something for you. And you know what, it feels awkward. It feels weird knocking on a door and saying, here, buy my cardboard pizza. That's what you feel like. But you say, would you like to come to church? You know what? Would you really like to come to church? We're just out talking to folks. We want to invite you to church. Well, the very next Saturday, that Saturday, the very next Sunday, family comes to church. Another person comes to church. We start doing stuff and start being more active in our outreach. We start seeing people get, I'm going, you know what? There's something to this cardboard pizza guy looking goofy on the corner going like this, you know. It's 100 degrees outside. What's that guy doing? You know what? Selling pizzas. That's what he's doing. He's getting paid to sell pizzas. You know what? And he's selling a lot of pizzas. Hey, man. You know them little toys that come in them unhappy meals? Selling a lot of happy meals. Hey, man. You know what? I think if we were willing to look goofy for God... If we just start asking folks and say, hey, would you come to church? Here's a card. Would you come to church? You know what? I think a lot more people start saying, hey, you know, I think I might. Our odds are that somebody's going to say, hey, yeah. Because you know what? If we get our mind tuned into what we're saying and what we're doing, if we ask someone and say, hey, would you come to church? And they stop. You never know when the Lord's just going to say, hey, you know what? Tell them that you're praying for them. You know, there's no, there's no telling what's going to happen. But we've got to be willing to speak. We've got to be willing to speak it out. We've got to be willing to advertise the apostolic message. Amen. That's what I'm trying to preach about tonight is being advertised. We've got to advertise, amen, this message. That's how souls are going to come. That's how Apple became what it is. That's how these companies, that's how McDonald's and Target. It wasn't because they got the, the best cheeseburger, and I think we got the best message. Amen. But you know what? There's consumers, amen, of religion out there. There's, everyone is a consumer of some form of religion, even atheists. Amen. Amen is a religion in all reality. Amen. It's the con- consumption of non-religion. Amen. But there's consumers. Amen. But if we, amen, would take the time and the effort to be the one, amen, to go, hey, would you come to church? Hey, would you come to church? And we're out there day in and day out. We may look goofy, may, may feel goofy, amen. But I'm telling you what, amen, the city, amen, the church on the hillside over here, amen, is going to come not from some bam and there's all of a sudden 3,000 souls, amen, it's when new life decides to speak. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, we have the ability in our mouth, amen, to put in re- a revival into this church. We have the ability. We've, we've got it right here. Amen. It's in, the power uh, is in the tongue. Life and death. Amen. It's so fitting. Amen. The life and death. Amen. Speaking. Amen. The truth to somebody will bring life. Amen. Silence of the tongue will bring death. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, if God's ever spoken, amen, he's trying to get somebody, trying to get me, he's trying to get you, amen, to wake up every day, amen, to be an advertisement, amen, of this apostolic message and ask somebody, hey, would you come to church? Would you come with me? Would you want to, could we pray? Have you ever been to a Pentecostal church uh, 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 can I give you a Bible study hallelujah praise God praise God amen you know those advertisements the one thing about them is it makes you want whatever they're advertising amen it makes you want 
the advert whatever it is, boy, that they can make a cheeseburger from McDonald's look so good. Right? The lettuce just lays perfect. Tomatoes, cheese, man, it's like, wow. Gourmet. Right? Because they know if they can make you regardless, regardless of you know you've been to McDonald's, you know what they look like. They look like a <laughs> But you still look at the advertisement and go, man, that looks good. And it still draws us in. It still draws us in because they know if they can make it appealing and look good. Amen. Amen. So how should we advertise to this world? Want to go to church with me? Okay, you don't know. Through getting upset, getting angry, being mad when things go wrong. Because they're watching, people are watching. We're an advertisement. We're an advertisement 24-7, 365. Your life, my life, our lives are an advertisement. Amen. There's a big difference when you hand someone a card and you've talked, you've, you've kind of broken the ice. Hey, how's it going? And you smile. Say, hey, how's it going? I said, really like to invite you to our church. Have you ever been to Pentecostal church? You know what I tell people? You never been? Well, you ought to come. It's a blast. It really is. You have a, have a good old time at church, I promise. Now, again, I'm not contributing myself. I'm, I'm not saying I, I, I've, I've always been perfect, but I'm telling you what. As God's began to reveal, and I believe God sent Brother Fleming to, to, to begin uh, to work on us. Amen. I believe there's a big difference then. Would you rather come to church? Okay. Amen. What are we advertising? Is it appealing? Is it pleasing? Amen. Are, are those our co-workers? When they, do, they, do they look upon our life and say, man, whatever they got looks good. Whatever they've got going on looks appealing. Psalm 34, verse 8. Anybody with me out there today? Amen. I know I'm rambling, but I believe that if we would put some of this into practice, I mean, I believe we really would see the revival. Amen. We really see the revival that we want to see and that God wants us to see. It's that simple. Simple, amen, yet effective. I've seen major changes in those that I've talked with and the things just in this short, this past month. Amen. And again, because I've, it, it, I believe in what we've been doing, it, it, God is honoring that. And God is saying, hey, get some momentum, get some traction. Amen. I've just felt this burning in my heart. Amen. But Psalms 34 and 8 says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know what? Many times God expects us, I believe, to say, you know what? Here, taste this. Try this. You know what? Whenever you go to Sam's, I love Sam's on Saturday. You know why I love Sam's on Saturday? Samples. Right? Because you know what? There's things that I wouldn't probably buy. I wouldn't buy a $15 bag of something or, uh, you know, whatever. But you know what? There's a sample. Yeah, I'll take a free sample. And then I usually take them. Like, I go to my, man, this is awesome. You ought to buy this. She goes, we're not buying that. It's 15 bucks. <laughs> but the point is, you know what? They put that, that card out there, and you think, man, that's a lot of waste. That's a lot of food. They're just, man, they're, how many people go around and feed their kids? We usually, we usually carry a bibs for the kids in our, in our, 
just for restaurants and stuff. Like. And uh, and so we carry bibs in for little kids. Well, one day I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't think about it. We were at Sam's or whatever, and one of the kids had like some something or whatever. I'm like, oh, you put this bib thing on him. I'm like, and I, I, I was walking. I'm going, <laughs> this looks really, really bad. Walking around Sam's with a kid or the bib. I don't know if this is classified as high class or not. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Amen. There's something to be said, amen, about a free sample. There's something to be said as you walk around, amen, and somebody says, hey, would you like to try this new uh, cheesy, crusty, bready thing? Yeah, I love it. And you think, man, that's awesome. You know what? I think that's our job. I think that's what we do every time we take one of these church cards. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, if they never come in contact with the, uh, with the, uh, um, the Word of God, they never come in contact with anything, if they never, have the op- if they never go to Sam's on Saturday, how are they going to taste it? Well, you know what? Sometimes you just, hey, would you like to come to church? I'm praying for you. Do you got anything that you can eat? Have you been at Pentecostal church? We have a good time. Oh, cool. Hey, so you got a KU shirt on. That's, you know, I don't like KU, but that's all right, you know. And you, well, you know what? That happened to a guy that had a KU shirt on. He had a KU jacket, had a KU hat. And I said, you like KU? <laughs> and he was like laughing. Oh, yeah. Huh? You know what? I told him, I said, hey, have you ever been to Pentecostal church? I think I have. And, and so, you know what? I had an opportunity to take as I knocked this door. Hey, taste and see. You know what? I'm a real person. I can, we can, I have bad jokes, but I do have jokes. And so when I walk away, that person has this card and goes, that was pretty good. I had an opportunity to give them a taste and see. Amen. That's our job. I believe that's what God's asking. You know what? You can't force feed nobody, but everybody take a free sample. Not many people say, no, I don't want any free thing. Don't give it to me. You run into some people that just do like that lady did at Target or at, at, at Hy-Vee and go, thank you, but go away, please. But you know what? I think it's our job. I think if we took that mentality and said, you know what? I'm just going to give somebody a taste of the Holy Ghost today. I'm going to put on my Holy Ghost smile. I'm going to put on my Holy Ghost shoes, and the, 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 uh, the gospel of peace. Amen. That's what we're preaching and teaching people is the gospel. We've got to put on the whole armor of God. Part of that is the gospel of peace. Amen. Our, 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 our shoes. Amen. We've got, we got to carry this gospel to people. Amen. And say, hey, here's a taste. That's, what, that's the only difference that Peter had, amen, from what he was before. He said, uh, oh, wait a second. Hey, I'm going to give you a taste of what I just got. And when he did, the guy said, hey, I'll have some more. And he jumped up and he walked in the temple. Amen. He just had a revival and added one to the church. Amen. I think we just got to make it a point. Amen. Get an awareness and understand. Say, hey, it's my job to be the taste test giver. Amen. Hey, this is the Holy Ghost. Try a taste. It's really good. I like it. It's awesome. It's changed my life. I used to be hooked on drugs, but you know what? God set me free. Really? They just tasted of the goodness of God. That's all sometimes it takes. Amen. It only took me one taste of Nutella to know I liked it. I'm telling you, one taste of the Holy Ghost is all some people are going to need. Amen. To realize that, hey, you know what? That was something different about that person. Uh, uh, maybe, well, hold on a second. Where did you say you go to church? And who knows? They may be in just that p- condition that says, hey, I taste it. I want to find out a little bit more. Amen. Amen. If we can understand, our job is to give the taste out. Amen. To, to tell somebody. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? This is uh, supported in the Word of God. If a musician would come, I'm going to try to close this out. Amen. And this is, uh, this is kind of the thought that I had brought the other day at, at Outreach, you know, that God laid upon my heart. Um, amen. It's our job. It's our job to give the taste, whether it's a flyer or a card or just a simple, hey, side by side with somebody and this is this is kind of an interesting uh, this is an interesting uh, passage of scripture amen and it I think it kind of shines a light on uh, some of those things I don't think you should go to work uh, I don't think necessarily that we ought to go to work and all day long you can't hand a card to the same person 14 times a day okay amen you can but you know what? That's not appealing to some people. That doesn't make this appealing. But here is uh, in Leviticus. Amen. In Leviticus uh, chapter 2, verse 13, King James Version says, And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt, neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. Okay, we think Old Testament, boy, there's a lot of... Old Testament stuff but I'm telling you there's a principle here there is a principle here that Paul alludes to in Colossians amen but in the English Standard Version let's read this I'll read this I don't know if you got the English Standard Version if not just leave that one up there brother wisdom but the English Standard Version puts it this way uh, Leviticus 2 and 13 you shall season all your grain offerings with salt you shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering with all your offerings, you shall offer salt. Amen. With the grain offering, you got to offer salt. Now, what's grain? Grain is the seed. There's seeds. So when you offer an offering unto God, uh, th that's the seed. Amen. And we just talked about that. We and again, that's another point that Brother Fleming brought up. Again, we know this, but we are sowers. Our job is to sow. What do we sow? We sow seeds. Amen. And, and in the Old Testament, there was a principle. If you're going to offer up any type of grain or any type of seed offering, you've got to do it with salt. Amen. And I think, I think I found the answer of how we can do that. Amen. In the New Testament. Because the Old Testament is the type, and we're the, in the shadow of the New Testament. Colossians chapter 4. Amen. Amen. Verse, beginning in verse 1 says, Masters, Give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So this is Paul, okay? Verse 3 says, With all praying also for us. He's saying, pray for us. That God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. Paul said, give me, uh, pray that we have a door that's open that I can speak. Amen. He is praying for an opportunity to speak. He's saying, pray that God would give us that opportunity to speak. Amen. To speak the mystery of Christ. Pray that I had that door would open up somehow or some way. Not that I could, that I could be, and, and somebody could just look at my life and say, oh, he, man, he must be a good Christian because he doesn't cuss and he does No, no. He said, I want to give me a door that I can speak. Amen. Amen. He said, I want to be able to speak to somebody the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Verse 4, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, 
So what does that mean? Walk in wisdom to them that are without. People that aren't, they don't have the Holy Ghost. Be wise when you're around someone who doesn't have the Holy Ghost. Those that you work with. Amen? Be wise around them. Understand your life is the advertisement of the Holy Ghost. Your life is the advertisement. Amen. And this is, those that you work, this is, this is what I believe, amen, is important. When you're being wise, when you're working around, being around those people that don't, that aren't in the truth, redeeming the time. What does that mean? That means, you know what? You're going to pray, God, give me an opportunity. Sometime, somehow, I'm going to be wise I'm going to look for that opportunity to talk to them about God. Not walk in after a hot fire Sunday night church and thump them over the head and say, Bam! You need a Holy Ghost. You're going to hell if you don't get it. God says, when you're around those that are without, pray, God, open a door. Open a door that I can talk to them. Open a door that I can speak to them. There's something about the speaking business that I think we need to get a hold of. It's important. I think we're going to have revival if we begin to pray this prayer. God, give me an opportunity to speak to somebody. Give me an opportunity to speak. Hey, man, we're going to sow a lot of sows, but when you're around those that are without, when you spend a lot of time with those, you're not, you're not going to knock on the door every morning, you know, every day. You go to the cubicle every 15 minutes and say, here's a church card. You want to go to church? No, you're going to be around them a lot, and you're going to pray for an open door that you can speak to them and redeem that little bit of time that you have and redeem that opportunity and say, God, you gave me a window, and I capitalized, and I used it, and I gave them an opportunity to tell them about revival or tell them an opportunity about the time when my child was sick, amen, and God healed them and redeemed the time when, when they're sick and say, you know what? I believe God's a healer, and you know, my daughter was sick or my, my son was sick, and we prayed, and God anointed, and God healed that my child. You know what? I believe God can do that for you can I pray for you we redeem that moment of time because we've been praying for it we've been asking God God open that opportunity oh I'm struggling in my marriage I just don't know I'm stressed I don't know what to do you know what there was a time in my life where I had a, I had a difficult situation you know what and I prayed and I had my pastor pray for me and you know what God really helped us and strengthened our marriage you know what I'll pray for you and if there's anything I can do hey, let me know because I've been there you know what we redeemed that moment of time amen with somebody because we were willing to speak hallelujah we've got to learn amen to take the opportunity to speak hallelujah so verse 5 says to walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. That salt, hallelujah, in the Old Testament. Hey, every time you plant a seed, every time you give a, a seed offering, a, a grain offering, make sure it's seasoned with salt. Make sure it's seasoned with salt. Amen. Paul says, hey, how are we going to do that in the New Testament? You know what? Your speech, when you talk to somebody, make sure it's got salt in it. Make sure there's, make sure there's something that, you know what, it's got flavor. Something that tastes good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. When you talk to them and just say, yeah, I know the boss is horrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a jerk. I'm, I believe the salt's lost its savor. Because that's what the Bible says in... Uh, in Luke chapter 14, 34 to 35, it says, Salt is good, but if the salt hath lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? Because you know what? You've just lost your savor with that person when you said, you start complaining about the boss and you start complaining about, yeah, my husband, my, he's a jerk. You know, my wife's bossy, my wife this. And my, you know what? We've just lost the savor 
the Holy Ghost. And no longer do we have the savor that it's going to take. Because whenever they, you know what, they've just had a taste. And it's not any different. It's just bland. It's not any different. Your speech has lost the savor. And you know what? Verse 35 of Luke chapter 14 says, When it's that way, when it's lost its savor, it's neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill. It's not good for anything. What you have to say, your witness, everything about what you've got to say, it's not good for anything. Why? Because when it's lost its savor, if you continue on, it says, but men cast it out. You know what? Whenever there's no salt there, people just, they're not going to listen to us. The most powerful weapon that we have is our speech and compelling people to come. And if our speech, our life has lost its savor, men are going to cast it out. Amen. I'm telling you, this is a powerful, yet simple message tonight. Amen. That if we could get, amen, in our hearts and in our souls, we'll see the revival. If we walk out of here with our mind made up, I'm going to begin to speak, amen, and season my speech with salt God. And give me the opportunity. And I'm going to make this adver- my life an advertisement everywhere that I go. Amen. I'm going to go in, amen, to Target with the purpose that I will talk to that cashier or I will find somebody. I'm taking three cards into this store and I will give out every single one of them and everyone will be seasoned with salt. Amen. I've begun to pur- purpose in my heart to do this. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm learning. I'm realizing that God's got, I, I've got a lot of work to do in my life. But you know what? I've begun doing that. I've got three cards every time, all the time in my wallet just to make sure that I have cards. But you know what? I begin to purpose in my life because God's convicted me. You're too busy. You don't talk to people. You don't tell people about your church. You don't tell people about this truth. And I'm telling you tonight, I have a burned heart out of a, out of a, a heart that's been pricked by God that says, you know what? The answer... Because you know what? At this point, I get excited to see the look on their face. I, I, I never know what to expect. It's, it's, it's becoming an exciting thing. It's becoming an addicting thing to tell someone and then see, are they going to, like, smile? Or are they gonna, what are they going to do? But you know what? That's all it takes. Amen. I pray that, God, I just want to speak. And then Peter said, and then Peter said, amen. If we play music softly, everyone stand tonight. Amen. You know what? If we can get this message in our heart, yeah, even though those that are around us, be willing to look foolish for God. Be willing to look like that fool on the street. Say, man, you look goofy. You know what? I make fun. <laughs> I make fun. You know what? I don't know if I could do that to sell pizzas. But you know what? The one paying him says, you know what? I'm going to sell pizzas. And how I'm going to do this? I'm going to pay a lot of money to put people on the corner. I'm going to pay a lot of money to put people that do nothing but stand there and hold a sign say, hey, come buy my pizza. So I think God's up in heaven. Uh, he's, he's amongst us. He's in our midst. He's saying, hey, well, we've got a revival in store for you. Here is your outreach sign. Now, you go stand in different houses, and you're, you're going to have the residential corner. You go stand there. You're gonna you're gonna be my advertiser there. Okay, I've I've I'm, I've already paid for you to stand there. I, I've given my life for you to stand there. I've 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 looked the fool on the cross for you. I've given my everything for you. 
people spat upon me because all I was trying to do was save you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If we close our eyes and start, I just feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I think it's something simple yet powerful. If we could just ask God, God, help me to understand. I need to speak something to you. You know what? If we really get this in our heart, Jeremiah, he had something in his spirit. Something in his spirit. He, he saw a lost Israel, a, a wicked Israel, a wicked people. And he was preaching to them. You got to repent. You got to. And they were, they were just, they didn't listen. They didn't want to do anything. Making fun of him. Verse 7 of Jeremiah chapter 20 says, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and I hast, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone makes fun of me, mocketh me. For since I spake, I've been witnessing, I've been telling them, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil. Hey, you're going to be lost. You need help because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. He said, you know what, I've tried. I've done this before. You know what, I, I, I've tried to reach out to souls, and I've tried to put forth the effort, God. But you know what, I just haven't seen the results. I'm getting tired of being made fun of. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stop telling people. I'm going to stop speaking. I quit. I'm going to silence my voice. I'm going to mute my, my mouth to those that are lost. I'm going to mute my voice. I'm going to stop telling people, you need to come to my church. I'm going to stop telling people. Jeremiah made a choice. He said, I'm going to do this is what I'm going to do, God. They don't want to hear what I have to say, so I'm just going to, you know what? Let them go to hell and let them do what they want to do. My family doesn't want to listen to a word that I say. Nobody wants to hear what I got to say, so I'm just going to be silent. Verse 9, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. One problem. His word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing. I couldn't. I got wore out trying to keep myself from telling somebody about God. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I, couldn't, I had to quit. I, I, could, I couldn't be silent anymore. I had to speak. It was so burning inside of me, I couldn't help it, Brother Brandon. I just had to tell somebody. It was the Word of God was in my heart so bad. I couldn't look at the world. I couldn't look at those lost sinners anymore and be silent to them. I couldn't look at them anymore and, and just be okay not telling them about God and telling them, hey, there's an opportunity for you to be saved. I couldn't do it anymore. I was weary. I tried, but it was burning so deep in my soul and in my spirit. I couldn't. I tried and I tried, but I said, I can't do it anymore. Hey, you need God. There's a Savior that died for you. Hallelujah. When we lift our hands tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray this message gets in a the hearts your hearts tonight oh praise God amen let's find a place let's ask God God let this word get into my heart let it be like that burning fire God there's a revival you have promised there is a city that you have promised God there are souls that you have promised 
But God, I've got to go tell them. I've got to tell them. I've got to tell them. Use me. Use my voice. God, hear my voice. God, I want them to hear me. Lord, even if I try to be quiet, Lord, I want something to rise up in me that says I can't be quiet. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Let's ask God just to move upon our hearts. Amen. You can use anything, Lord. You 
Take my hands, Lord, take my feet, touch my heart. 